have this here? Okay, we'll just uh, start with uh, a short Tashkafa thing, nothing to do with the butter, but two people called me about this today. So it's on my mind. Whenever you say this, depending on who's listening, um, you can always be misquoted, but it's something I've spoken about before, once in one of the early Chumashir, um, but it was today's Dafyemi. And Saita, I guess that's why two people... The second guy called, I said, why are you asking me about this today? Second mercy, he said, it was today's Dafyemi. Today's, yesterday's, about the not teaching terror to women. Is that, uh, so, um, is that today's? So, um, I, uh, yeah, with the discussion today with the open and modern, this and that, the other, open orthodoxy and all the, uh, some people, Baruch Hashem, came to me and said, well, what's this all about? I never heard about it. I said, it's not really not gay to you in Muncie or in, guy asked me from Passaic, it's not, but it's an um, unfortunate uh, process of people falling off the left wing and breaking off conservatox and whatever you want to call it. Uh, so that's why um, one of the magazines printed a whole uh, expose discussion on it, so that's why uh, people are talking about it. But the, uh, the question posed in various forms is there certainly has been a change in tactic. The, the change was really brought about by the Chavaz Chaim and others with the Beisiaka movement. Before then, it was Sena Rena and the Messiah from their mother, and that was it. And uh, many of them didn't even know how to read, except for reading in Yiddish, which worked wonderfully for um, a couple thousand years. Um, by the time the Beisiaka movement was, uh, was started, uh, Chavaz Chaim and, and many others realized that uh, Sarah Schneer brought to the attention of the Gedolim and that, and now most of them are in university and uh, they don't really have, uh, they have a thirst for the knowledge and therefore you've got to give it to them in Torah to be able to keep up. And they had um, situations where the father would be learning Gemara on Shabbos table and the girl would be writing a paper in German or, or in Polish uh, for school on Shabbos. And then the boy would either be in yeshiva or part of one of the isms, socialism, communism, the Bundist. It was, it was crazy what was going on. So uh, the... Um, the Beisaka certainly saved a large uh, portion of the people who would have been off, but th- it was an innovation that they started learning things inside, text-based, Chumash, uh, Rashi, and Sarmashenim, and different variations um, from Satmar, we'll just learn very basic, to literature yeshivas that will learn, you know, to BJJ, which will learn every Ramban B, and there are various gradations, but the... Sh- they have a leadership teach, but I'm saying, but they don't learn Rashi. They don't even learn the Chumash. Okay, maybe it's different, but I was talking to somebody in Satmar who learned a little bit more. Okay, depends. Okay, so this is in Williamsburg. Right. Right. Because they have, and, and for each community, you know, that might be right and that might, uh, you know, be sufficient. Um, okay. So um, there, there are segments of orthodoxy who stretch that agenda further and well known learn Mishnayis and some even learn Gemara, which. Yeshiva world, we, we, we clearly don't do and we're against. We're not part of any issue. Um, so both callers today were curious to know, like, why don't we allow it? What's this? I, I said, you know, whenever you have a Rasha, the Chavetz Chaim's a Rasha, you have to do only what's necessary, and that's it. And you don't add to it. And the debate, I suppose, would be, well, is the Gemara really necessary? And I, I once told over this Misa, it's an important Misa, because... And Mishnayis and Gemara, the different Mishnayis and even Gemara. And I once had the good fortune of, it's a very strange circumstance, I was in Eretz Yisrael, there was a seminary girl who called my parents and asked to come for Shabbos. I was in Shalai, my parents lived in Chobot, 
I don't know who this girl was. I asked my mother, like, who's Chayv Shab? I said the name. The name didn't mean anything. I said, who is she? She said she's a third cousin, six times removed, or something like that. I never even heard the name. Um, but, you know, when you're United Israel, you start reaching out to <laughs> friends and family you've never seen uh, to come for Shabbos. So she asked me, I was married then, I was living in Haram, she asked if we can uh, give her a ride to Chava. So we did. So we're in the car, so now we're trip. And uh, I didn't even know where she was from. I said, where are you from? It's from Boston. Oh, in Boston. Where'd you go to school? Maimonides. It gets better. I, I'm so glad I had, this is like a real story that you can't, uh, you couldn't make this up. Um, I had been told one fact by my mother, who, besides telling me her name, says, by the way, if you get a chance to uh, speak to her, just know she's probably the smartest uh, person, not the smartest lady, the smartest person you're going to meet for a while. She just got a, like, a full scholarship to Harvard and whatever else Harvard has to offer from Maimonides, and she's like off the charts. And um, I didn't, I said, oh, that's interesting, okay. I didn't realize how valuable that piece of information would be for what I thought of doing in the car. So she told me, she went to Maimonides for all the high school, so I'm thinking, Maimonides, okay, they, they, they learn Gemara there uh, straight, like every year. So I said, um, I went to verify, did you learn, uh, did you learn Talmud? You know, she said, like Gemara? <laughs> I said, yeah. So I said, well, what'd you learn last year? So she said, Shabbos, Sefer Shabbos. So here's my chance to understand what she wouldn't be, if she knew exactly the ins and outs of the Masech, they wouldn't prove the other direction that we should start teaching them all Gemaras. I was trying to find out something else in the opposite direction. Um, I started asking, but without trying to make her feel uncomfortable, but she was very friendly, and we were somewhat coming to my parents' house for Shabbos. So um, I said... Um, you mind if I, you know, ask you a few questions, talk and learning? I'm curious how you learned it, what you learned. So I went through the basic Masechta and, and cut through the whole Masechta and just picked on the two or three of the most famous Machlechism themes that run through the Masechta. What the Chalukim Four minutes in the conversation, I'm talking to a brilliant girl, and four minutes in the conversation, I totally lost her. And the questions, I didn't even get to, like, the... So I stopped, I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. I said, uh, I'm just curious... Uh, how long did you spend on the Masechta? She said, the whole year. So I said, um, do you feel like uh, you, know, you have a handle on these topics? She said, not really. And from the questions you're asking, oh, are these like out-of-the-way topics? Or I said, no, these are like the main themes of the Masechta. So she said, I, I guess even less than I thought. So I said, what would you attribute that to? I said, from what I hear, or hear about you, it's not lack of IQ. So why would that be? It was basic. I didn't give her a balpeh pechina and daf by daf. So she said, the truth? I didn't find it interesting. Now that's exactly the nakud over here. I, I think I said over uh, Aaron Feldman, who's the, probably the, the clearest spokesman for, for terror true values in America today in the world. Uh, he writes it like it is, if you've ever seen his book, The River Kelna Bird, which was 25 years ago, and the most recent one, The Eye of the Storm. He, like, if you really want to know the Amos <laughs> on a sugya, you gotta, you got to see what he writes. So in The River of the Kettle, which was required reading for every chassan 25 years ago, besides the other, should still be required reading, even if you're married 30 years, it's good to pick it up. So he has a lot of chapters on, it's really more for the men, mostly for the men. He has a lot of chapters on women trying to understand them. And in one uh, section, he talks about Nashim Daitam Kalas. And he says, Nashim Daitam Kalas is a very misunderstood, misquoted thing. That, that, the Gemara is trying to, you know, about the left wing, trying to make fun of the women. The Daitam Kalas are not so smart. He proves the number of Gemaras has nothing to do with IQ. It's quoted in Gemara Psachim by a king and a queen with order, ordering a court and Bessach and changing their minds, but nothing to do with IQ, nothing to do with brains. 
It has to do with the fact that women have a more agile intellect to switch from subject to subject, which, like every area of the intellect, has a mile of chesar, and the mile is able to adapt to situations that are very fluid, which is the way Hashem created them to take care of raised kids, take care of the home, and uh, he quotes studies in universities that were trying to figure out why they make better business, business women, business administrators, secretaries, because you have to be very agile and switch from, from, from topic to topic very, very quickly, and why, which the Gaim were not really able to answer, why have women excelled in every area of the academics except for abstract things like uh, theoretical mathematics and, and uh, theoretical things in physics, and why they fizzled out in those programs. And it can't be due to lack of brains because they're just as smart. So his suggestion to the, uh, the study that was done, it was done in universities here in America, was that they don't know the Gemara. The answer is, is Daitim Kalis. Daitim Kalis not do the IQ. It has to do with the fact that Hashem created the brain, men's brain with certain interests and certain focus, and women's brain, women are more focused and geared to the practical and being able to shift. That's why he says, he's talking to the husbands over here in the marriage Musar context, that you should not get frustrated if your wife changes her mind often, because that's part of her might love the Daitim Kalis, and you've just seen the Chesarin part, and you shouldn't get angry if they're ever late. Because being late just means you planned on getting there on time, you were just distracted by many different things, and you got off topic. That's not to do with brains. And men uh, have their chasanas, they can't handle that, which explains why you give a man a job to handle something in the house for an hour, they go crazy because they can't, they like to focus on one thing, and they don't. And the Gemara says that uh, moving around, moving from place to place, moving a house, moving a location, it's more frustrating for a man than for a lady. Ladies adapt better than men. It comes to that. So every, every focus of the brain has a matter of depending on what you're here for. So our young lady from Maimonides, the Harvard graduate, um, now the Harvard graduate, uh, was, um, was absolutely brilliant. And during our conversation, realized, and, and I asked her why she thinks that is, she says she has no idea, because she never lost interest in other subjects before. The answer is Gemara, before you get to Allah Lamaisa, is very abstract and very theoretical, and you can be as brilliant as you want to be. It, it's not going to hold your interest, by and large. There are women that have ex- there are exceptions to that rule, but she, despite her IQ, was not one of them. Most of them are not like that, which is why we don't get into Mishnayis and certainly Gemara and Sugyas being because if you don't have the patience to sit in there for hours and hours and months and years and years, you're going to misconstrue what's going on. It's going to almost look uh, uh, nonsensical, and that's not going to be good for the Jews. And that's today's daf. So, and it was the best interview you can ever have, because otherwise anybody else you could say, well, they're not so smart, and therefore they didn't catch on. It's not a, it's not a fair test. And uh, it was a very fair test. And I explained to her what I was getting at, she said she thought that was very interesting. Yes? I want to add one quick thing. Right, and they don't, they don't have time to get into it. And where, we were there from 7 in the morning to 9 at night, we had 4 hours of English and uh, 11 hours. That's exactly the point. Unless you're going to do it, that's exactly the point. Unless you're going to do it so, full time for a long time. Had she learned for 11 hours a day, she probably would have... Uh, she claimed she would have lost interest because she said in 20 minutes into it she lost interest. The point is, that's exactly that's the point. The, the other caller I got today asked about what, we, what, what our issue is, if any, of postcode... It's like a whole huge topic. Postcode? You're too yeshivish. You don't understand any of my lashonas. <laughs> postcode? You never heard of postcode? You guys are good. Yeah, it's the female version of postkim, which some segments of orthodoxy are pushing. And the problem is, you guys, are, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I have to I'm, I'm tell guys I have the most yeshivish crowd around. Wesley Hills, the mamish, mamish too yeshivish. Yeah, it's a, it's a, no, that's better. 
Postcode is even more left wing. Anyway, the problem, <laughs> the problem is, is that if you want a postcode of Shiloh, first of all, they claim that we need postcode for Hilchas Nashim because the women are embarrassed to go to Rabbanim. If the women were embarrassed to go to Rabbanim, I would have like 100 hours free during my week. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> Good, okay, good. I don't know what she's being yelled about, but uh, th- let me tell you what the issue here is. The issue here is, is that to Paskan Shaila, you can't even become expert in one area. Psak, understanding the Messira, is a, a Shas Sugya. And you can be Paskan Shaila, all the messages. It takes 20, 30 years of 12 hours a day to have a Havamina. But they don't. That, that's not, that, that, they do because it's a natural... Happens to be, I half the women I know, I, I prefer to go to a female doctor. Half the women I know insist on going to a male doctor because they, they tell me, which I, I told them that's chauvinistic, they tell me the male doctors are better. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't agree with them. I didn't agree with that. I thought that was very biased and one sided. Uh, but the point is, is that um, if you're part of the Messiah and you have I, I never have a problem. The women that have a problem, and the women that are a little more shy send their husband to ask the shalom, which they never seem to get right. And they usually have to go back and ask again, but ultimately we get it right. The system's been working for a couple thousand years, and it's not broken. They're, they're, they're trying to fix something that's not broken. That's number one. Number two, the problem with the psak is, I'm not saying everyone is wrong, the problem with the psak is, is that pasking a shalom in any area is not just knowing that material. It's knowing darkia psak with Kolotara Kula in mind, and that's uh, decades and decades of, of training. And the Gemara says, Elof Nilchmas and one Yetzi Ra. You cannot do that by taking a few courses. So it's just not shayak. So, so you can get some of the psakim right, but it's a dangerous proposition. And the whole thing is, I'm not saying the people are tainted in the L'shem Shemayim. I'm saying the whole thing is coming from a, uh, from so that, a difficult place. Yeah. Rashi's daughter, the whole thing's a legend. The whole thing never even happened. Every case going to Rashi's daughters, nobody even knows. There's not one shred of evidence anywhere that they did anything. But there could be exceptions. You'll find one or two exceptions throughout history. But there's a Machaisi Shainim by the Devera Paskin and Shailas. One sheet in Tasis says Devera didn't Paskin thing. She was, she was the leader, she was the figurehead. Makam Shaini, Shishtadaliyaz Isha, but the Danim of Paskin and Shailas. That's already Machaisi Shainim. What? Wearing Tfilin? Not brought that anyway. You find me a source that's wearing Tfilin. Find me a source. You find me a source that's older than 100 years old. There's no source. There's no source. It's a legend. It's a legend. Yes. You'd run into this problem that many of them are not set up, nothing to do with intelligence. They're just as smart as men. They are just as smart as men. Yes, even with that. But I'm saying we need to get there yet. They, they, they're, they're taking a course and doing it in, in, in a year. That, that, yes, but even if that would be done, that's not the way it's supposed to be, supposed to be handed over. You can have a few. Many of them wouldn't. Many of them would. That's the issue. Yes, yes, yes. Like, the, like the, what they're seeing in the universities with the theoretical abstract physics or something like that. I never even heard that as a legend. Mafarish and Adarm? People say the Mafarish and Adarm is not Rashi. I never heard anybody say it was written by Rashi's daughter. You heard it was written by Rashi? <laughs> Somebody said that on Purim. Uh, that was Mamish. Uh, that, that I never even heard. <laughs> yeah, right. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't Rashbam, but it, was, uh, it wasn't Rashi's daughter. <laughs> so, anyway, okay. Now we're going to move on to something less controversial like butter. And we're going to go back to page Kuf, Samach Zayim. The Machaber introduced last night two Minhagim, the communities that held the butter was also because of a borrowed reason from the cheese. Uh, three possible shitas. One shita that is actually should be part of the Xera cheese. One say it's not part of the Xera, but the reason should apply. There might be some residue of the tray for milk. 
And the third reason of the Rashba that it really doesn't apply because whatever's in there is bottle, but they made a halakha to stay away from the guy. Anyway, uh, with that said, there were Mekilim in the community to Omekal, and the Machaber says his angle on it leaning in one direction, that uh, you see he's leaning in one direction, uh, that if you have a community that's doing it, again, top line, we're not Meicha, go to pay. And Meichel Lanchi Amakam Shenayga Beheta Rotzalaymer Shenayga Lachal Chemas Akum Veena Matzichan Shiri Yisrael Sachaliva. And again, the problem here: this is milk without the supervision. Mashma Das Machaber the Lachatchila Mias Ein Likvayolina Kain. Unless you have a meal like that, you shouldn't choose that minig. Alpha Pishra Amav Asib Beis Hitter Gvina Shenasa Michalov Shenechlov Legaben. Because you know the guy did it for cheese making purposes. So why would he put Chazam milk in? In Kain Hu Adim Chema. The Ramah did not allow that L'chadchila was only by the Yevet Shekvar Nechla V'chalav L'chadchila in L'smach Al-Tzvaradzu Ela B'inan R'yas HaChaliva G'dizah B'ramah You should L'chadchila see the milking Ha'day Meichel Anshia Makam Shnagin Heta B'chama So why are we Meichel Afa Pishay Meichel Gamkin L'chadchila They buy the bottle L'chadchila Kanal V'ilu Ba'ahid D'kavinu L'char Mashma D'mishan O'yi Ba'ahed L'chadchila M'china It sounds like by the cheese We don't allow L'chadchila We will be Meichel K'mal between the bottom and the cheese, why by the cheese were meichel lechatchila? Yeshlam at the shiny chema the mavad tzvar satesis the chalav shnechlav of rochema in lachush latuv is chalav tami because why would they put it in? Can't be made into butter anyway. Second thing is they don't really have too many holes. There's really nothing left. Gavina has more holes and therefore we are more concerned about the gavina. We'll hold the gavina is only b'diavid. We have two svaras over here. A, the guy probably didn't milk any chaz and milk because why would he put it in? It's not going to change the butter. And B, even if there's something there, there aren't gumas, there ain't gumas, Again, the uh, the machaber seems to be leaning to favor the other mini, but he doesn't discount this mini because there were already two menhagim in the time of the machaber. Uh, the problem is if you buy milk in the open market. I'm not saying the companies are doing that, but if they would, and they're buying regular milk, which might have been milk for consuming, for drinking, for eating. Now you decide to make butter with it. Then nobody should be made because maybe the milk was adulterated with this chazam milk, because they didn't have plans on making butter at the time. And if he buys it from another person who, again, didn't have a mind for butter, So, uh, I asked whether most companies today, the cheese companies, are buying milk specifically for them, and they said yes. They're not buying at the open market. I would assume that's probably true for the butter companies. He said he asked, and he didn't get such a clear answer. He says they might be buying in the open market. I think the bigger ones probably are not. Maybe the smaller ones are. The bigger ones have big contracts, so they're, they're supplying them. If you cook it out and you get rid of any residual liquid, then it's going to be okay anyway, uh, which they might or might not be doing. Let's continue in the Machar on the next page. Uh, top line, Vim Rave. You have to follow their minig. As we mentioned, if you cook it, continue the next page. We even allow you to buy it and then cook it out yourself at home, which no one's going to do. 
But uh, again, it might have been done by the company. Problem today, by the way, is that in the good old days, break, Breakstone used to make straight butter and there are no additives. Now they're actually adding milk. So then if you don't hold the chalabaka and the chalabaka companies, it's going to be usher anyway. So that's nothing to do with the, uh, the minig by butter. And it needs a heksher because there are other additives. But if they weren't adding milk and you just want to buy the butter, then you'd be telling them these two men hug him. It's hard to figure out what they were doing in Europe where you're from. Uh, they're stadum lahakal and stadum lahachmir. I don't know. You can check next time you're in Wesley uh, what the differential is between the kosher butter and the, uh, and the OU breakstone. But uh, again, they have a right to put an OU on it even if they're adding milk because it's the companies. So they give a chalvastam. And on the butter, you say, why could they give? Maybe, I, maybe half the community is from a place they weren't making on the butter. The answer is, uh, stakes are not that high, and we assume that there are enough communities that will make all that, and it's cooked out, and it's pretty even, that they're not that uh, concerned. The Ramah adds, in Bishla, Vilchav and Mutaris, the Stam claim in We mentioned this. Uh, even if we wasn't under Ashkacha, we can assume it's Kalim, we're not Yemen. If they made it already, we have a sex faker, suffix maybe. Uh, it wasn't used that day, and even if it was, maybe it was used with something that would be pregnant, the next ingredient, which here is the butter. Ramah continues, which needs Hezbro. This is interesting because normally, Imam Sachem says, when you go to a Mokam that has a minig, and you're from a Mokam that's Asr, you have to be Machmer in both directions. And over here, we have somewhat of a kula. One explanation they give is the fact that uh, those who were makel were makel based on sfaras, that they were cooking it out or doing something to ensure that it was kosher, in which case you can eat it if you go to that makam. Not to nagea today, because again, New York is one big chult, and therefore uh, we're not going to have clear communities being going from one place to the other, so we're not going to go into it now. Um, as a matter of fact... Uh, the um, I think we'll, we'll skip over less problem of it's not too nogea. Let me just uh, sum up what we have because I'm going to start the message tomorrow night, the next simon. Uh, it's hard to give a one minute summary for the three things there. But if Allah Bez and Gimel, Aleph was Cholov, Bez was cheese, Gimel was butter. The Cholov, the Bekul and the Sugi, of course, are Maisha Sugiyas that hold the government controls, it becomes Cholov Israel. Many held it was a little plug, didn't hold of the Heter. Ramesh himself says to me, Machmer. And says different versions, Baal Nefesh, Ben Yeshivas, Rachinah purposes, and the like. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but it's, um, it's Kadai if you live in a place where we're very saturated with Chalav Yisrael products, like Muncie, Brooklyn, Lakewood, uh, places like that. Um, it's it's Kadai if it doesn't break the bank. We saw by the prices, they're a little more expensive. Probably not going to make a huge difference in people's budgets. I think as a chinuch move, Ramesha says it to the anhala of the yeshiva to spend more money. I say it to the parents. Lamaisa, if you take the high road, you'll be teaching your children two things. Number one, that you don't have to have every single piece of gashmias, and the ice cream you can eat is decent, and that's enough gashmias, and you don't need every other thing if you don't get used to it in the first place, even if your parents might have been used to it. That's a powerful lesson. Powerful lesson number two is that by association, very often the people, your child's friends who will be keeping Chal Yisrael and any other Hidurim, it's not a guarantee, will often be the ones that are keeping many other Hidurim you'd like them to associate with. And that's something to think about as well in the Chinuch realm. Uh, the cheese, again, people have complained to me over time that they can't afford the extra one most of the time. 
if somebody commented to me after the shear, it's like you could take all the extra money, all the differential with all the prices you gave that you're spending on cheese, and one night in reserve cut, and you could blow the whole thing. So uh, if you just want to skip that one time in the restaurant <laughs> and be machmir, that uh, might be kadai. Again, Ramesha holds that the cheese, you need Gavinus Yisrael anyway. The differential between the cheese with the Chalofa companies he holds is not even a necessary Chumrah because it's a Chumrah Gabi Chumrah. But that's only Ramesha Lushitasa. Those who don't hold the Heter Chalofa companies hold that it's not a Chumrah. Hold it's uh, certainly a Lachachidva, even though the Ramah would be made called Bidyevit. The butter is the most kal of all of them. Lamaisa today, if you're Makhbar Chalofa Yisrael, as I just mentioned, the butter has additives anyway, often milk products which would make it a non-issue. Otherwise, you'd have to figure out what your meaning was in Europe, which is very hard to do. Uh, what I'd like to do tomorrow night quickly is go over the issue with the venom and the gilui and other such dangerous uh, products, and Mr. Shum will start that tomorrow night.